1: I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every
0: Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Scotty, you ready? Ooh, I'm ready. I'm, I'm energized. It's sunny. It's beautiful. It's a nice day out. It's a nice day. Look, I already have my walking, my walking sweatshirt on. Like the neighbors in Christmas vacation. I already have my wicking material <laughs> hoodie like sweatshirt a,
1: on. It's like a sun shirt. Is that like a sun shirt?
0: I don't know. Yeah, it's it's. I think it's, it's a sun shirt. I don't know what that is, but I. It's a. But sun you put shirt it up. Me.
1: You can put it over your thumbs, and then you put it over your head, and then it blocks all the sun. Look at oh, that. Oh,
0: cool! I got my sun shirt on. I got my sun <laughs> shirt on. He's Grab a Scott, stick of juicy Scott fruit. His-
1: a fishing sunshirt. That's specifically for fishing on the open ocean.
0: Oh, well, yeah. it's for hiking in the desert for this old dog. Here we go. A lyrebird
1: at Taronga Zoo has been mim- <laughs> a Stop it. A lyrebird at Taronga Zoo has been mimicking the evacuate now alarm since the lions escaped their enclosure. <laughs>
0: Oh man This is a great opening story And to tell you the truth We're ready for it on a brand new episode of Bananas Podcast Whoop whoop
1: Guys, gals, and non binary pals, welcome to Bernaners. I am uh, Kurt Brown, oler sitting across from me is my lovely co host.
0: Uh, that's true. That is me. I'm wearing my sun shirt. It's old sun shirt, oh, I- Scotty Landis. And there we go. I wanted your name. I wanted your name. Scotty <laughs> Sunshirt Landis. Uh, <laughs> and thank you. And welcome. Wherever you are, whatever you're up to, put your worries on the shelf. It's time for a little Silly Strange News Oasis. And Kurt and I are feeling it today. We are, we are having a fun time already.
1: Oh, hell yeah, we are. We've been talking a lot about the Bananas Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Making it maybe a reality. We got to like reach out, see, you know, we, we haven't talked to anyone officially, but a lot of bananas have reached out to
0: us. Yes. And thank you, Vig. Vig uh, specifically jumped right on it and said, I know somebody who works in cruises. And so we're great. trying to figure out the logistics where we can get a few hundred of you guys on a cruise with us.
1: We'll see it. We'll and see what knows. happens. We'll see um, what happens. And uh, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I just I just disassembled this gigantic... So I built, I was I, I built a like four years ago after okay. I moved into my apart, house. I, built, I was like, I find I now own a house for the first time in my life. Big I'm deal. I'm gonna build a like a a, a garden box. You know? And oh, I, I like plant a plant Uh huh. Like yeah, a planter, planter box. Or, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. And I, when I say I overbuilt this, <laughs> I realized as I was putting it together. I was like, oh, I I think the box weighs, I'm not kidding, 400 pounds. And that's just the wood.
0: Oh, just the wood.
1: (laughs) That's just the wood without the dirt in it, okay? And I realized, because I tried to move it after I built it, and I was like, oh, I can't Mm -hmm. move it. Uh, yeah. So if I ever need want to get rid of this, I'm gonna have to disassemble it completely. I see. And um, so then we planted tomatoes, and because it was on it's on my concrete driveway, so there's no drainage, Great. and uh, the the concrete would heat up really hot in the sun. Yes. And yes. so everything I put in there just would become even if I watered it every single day, would just become crispy and dry within like five days. Yeah. So it was just this huge thing taking up so much space, and I finally this week disassembled it piece by piece. Bought a uh, whatever, what's it called? A row, a, a re- wheelbarrow? A, a wheelbarrow. wheelbarrow. Yeah. I I bought a wheelbarrow that I'm going to return uh, now that I've used it, and uh, it's all gone now. It's all. Are gone. you
0: saying wheelbarrow with an L or barrow with a W? <laughs> Are you saying wheelbarrow? I was it saying is, wheelbarrow. It is wheelbarrow. It is but it's I barrow. dated a woman from Mississippi who used to say <laughs> wheelbarrow. And I, I was like, maybe it's, it's okay. I bet Thank at you. one point it probably was half a barrel that they slapped some wheels on. I, I'm sure that we're both right in our own weird way. But that's and, great. And that's great because Lauren's going to come home to a special treat. When 1,000 pounds of soil and dead plants are going to be out of the way.
1: Exactly. And it felt so good because I've just been doing nothing but podcast, podcast, podcast to yeah. promote the special, yeah. which everyone can go watch uh, on your Amazon TV if you want. You can watch it on Amazon, Google Play, Voodoo, uh, Xbox. Uh, you can download it and listen to it on Spotify and Apple Music and everywhere you listen to things. Yeah. You can purchase it. But... Um, and it just felt it felt so good to do a physical thing that yep. afterwards I could see the result of. Yes. As opposed to just putting literally hundreds of hours of energy into just talking and seeing no physical return
0: on it you know absolutely that's why i said to you once that my secondary backup job would have been brick uh, wall builder i want to build bricks because to me it's like hey i wake up in the morning and at the end of the day there's a wall there i did something where when you're a writer you're like i wrote six pages today and people are like damn that's a lot and you're like doesn't feel like that much yeah I know
1: and also when you when you build a house with bricks there's no one who says no the house doesn't exist True <laughs> Whereas That's you true. write a script and then people simply say no and then your script never becomes a movie
0: <laughs> Oh man <laughs> That is so real. I'm going to be able to build a house out of dead scripts by the time I'm like 60. (laughs) I have. I bet if I printed every script I've ever written that's not been made, it would be at least four feet tall right now. Maybe five feet tall right now. Four feet tall. Wow. I remember
1: before you even worked as a writer, going into your room, and you had printed out all your scripts, and Mm -hmm. they were probably like, I don't know, a, a foot a foot and a half
0: yeah it was a lot i had 10 i had about 10 features and two or three pilots before i ever got my first job at mtv on mega drive, mega drive. <laughs> <laughs> great name for a show well right, tell me about, about this part? lying b- liar birds or whatever
1: this is so great this was a timeout sydney classic classic uh Found, just found it on, uh, found it myself. Here it is. Uh, written by Elizabeth, (laughs) Elizabeth, (laughs) Elizabeth McDonald, who is the best in the Australian business. Lizzie Max. November 16th, 2022. Modern. Uh, Petty news today from the animal kingdom. Now here's where we just get right into it. I I think this is, Elizabeth McDonald is one of the best writers we've ever read. Of of all time. On, uh. On bananas. Petty yep. news today from the Animal Kingdom colon, semicolon. A liar bird at Taronga Zoo has been blasting the evacuate now alarm with eerie accuracy <laughs> since the lions <laughs> escaped their enclosure less than wow. two weeks ago. Uh see, this is this is what I love about uh Elizabeth, I keep having to look at her name. Elizabeth's writing is we don't we don't have a full paragraph above
0: talking about what alarms are and what birds are, which is her first experience. Yeah, and it's always like you have to understand. I went to the zoo for the first time and ate popcorn with my grandmother when I was six years old. We're like, (laughs) we don't Don't care. Care to the (laughs)
1: lions. Uh, Though according to an interview on ABC Radio with an expert on lyrebird language, the sardonic bird has been singing the alarm for some time. Mm -hmm. Quote, the zoo and a lyrebird expert have thrown cold water on the reports and say the bird is actually making the sound of the fire alarm, something it's done for years. Okay. It doesn't make the bird's antics any less amusing. The bird has swapped out its usual mimic of a baby crying, which is insane, for the- Yep, blood-chilling alarm that also sounded when five lions slipped out of their exhibit around 6.30 a.m. on November 2nd. So the fire alarm and the evacuation alarm are the same thing. Uh, the lyrebird even has sure. an Australian accent. Lyrebirds like are that. one of nature's most impressive and petty mimickers and have been recorded copying sounds of construction, car alarms, other bird folk-like cuckoo burras, and now mm-hmm. the sound that will continue to send shivers down zoo handlers back for years to come shine yeah. on you crazy diamond may we all aspire to this level of deep cuts
0: yeah Elizabeth, that is cool Elizabeth though.
1: mcdonald when we come to australia can't wait you're gonna be on bananas
0: i love the if entire world kurt i love the whole world I'm a man of the world. I want to travel and see all the corners, but I do want to do bananas in Australia the very most, just because when I had the banana phone, the number of calls I got from Australia and the enthusiasm, and there was one gentleman, and I hope he still listens to the pod, but he would be like, Scotty, I have four phones hooked up to my bike they're all rolling pokemon go i'm riding around <laughs> melbourne i want to find every you know charizard or whatever and they, it, I was, he would call me once a week he's like i know you're busy and i know you have a minute so i'm gonna hang up thanks mate and would hang up he called me five times i want that man front and center of our show and i hope that there is a pokemon at our show somewhere in the you know somewhere he can catch it can we can we make can we ask Pokemon
1: people to make a Pokemon at events?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I that don't game hit probably. very hard. When I was on Workaholics, two or three time. of the writers would walk around the Target and the parking lots and stuff in Van Nuys and would look for them and be like, "Hey, there's there's one over there," and you'd be like, "Well, go get it, guys."
1: <laughs> it is such a interesting. I love it, you know, because you're actually, like, physically kind of in, in, like, in the cool. world. It's cool. Yeah, I yeah. think it's cool. It's like a scavenger yeah. hunt. It's like a scavenger hunt. I bet you um, Olive will love that. But yeah. I don't want to get her into it too
0: much. Not to yeah, um, This swirl. actually, it's funny you did this, because I was going to do this as a shout out, but this ties in perfectly. Yeah, Sydney no. KK, one of our bananimals, Sydney KK, sent this message, and it said, I'm listening to your newest episode. It was with Kristen Conger. Mm-hmm. about the man who hates his wife's parrot that shouts his name. Growing yes. up, I knew a girl who had a parrot that only ever said one phrase. The phrase was, Hey, Grandma, want a Bud Light? The bird clearly <laughs> didn't care about legal drinking age or if anybody had grandchildren because it would ask this to everyone who entered the house. From what I can remember, I never saw the Grandma drink a Bud Light. Hey, Grandma, want a Bud Light? That's all.
1: <laughs> That's radical that's amazing also how many times the
0: grandson has asked the grandma if she wants a bud light that is so cool have you ever been at the zoo when any animal had escaped like anything on the move i've saw i've seen some peacocks walking around that i don't think we're supposed to be out and about i mean i've been at zoos and seen peacocks i think maybe
1: peacocks are allowed to be out and about um they're cool Unless you were at, like, a peacock, no no peacock zoo. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I have a, uh, last time, last zoo we were at was in New York City, and in, like, the it was, I swear to God, probably 100 degrees and 98% humidity, and just, like, walking around the Prospect Park Zoo, which, by the way, Prospect Park Zoo... Great yeah, zoo. Really I lived cool in zoo. New. I lived in Brooklyn for 14 years. I never once went to the Prospect Park Zoo. Oh, Guys, go to the Prospect Park Zoo. Especially early on in the morning, you're mm-hmm. the only person there. And it's mm-hmm. very delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, and Olive made a video. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll post it. Um, Olive made a video about red pandas that I think is maybe my favorite piece of video... Oh, in really? the entire universe. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. She's telling... She, like, all of a sudden... Like, Lauren just turns on the camera, and Olive goes into hosting, like, a a nature show.
0: Richard uh, Attenborough show. Yeah, David and she had just...
1: She had not... Yeah, yeah, David Attenborough. She had not seen the red panda yet. She just read on a sign that red pandas actually look like raccoons and not bears. And so she was just giving that piece of information, and it is the most adorable thing. And then it, right at the end, she finishes it with, well, that's all from Facts with Olive.
0: Wow. <laughs> well, she's got her podcast lined up, and no she shit is 16. <laughs> Facts with Olive. Yeah, I'll I'll post it when we post this. Katie, remind me. Yeah, That's funny because I came over to visit you guys a little earlier this year and was ha- you guys were having dinner and Olive was in your bedroom watching the Red Panda Pixar movie or the Red Panda yes. animated movie that yeah. came out. And we, I was like, oh, is it good? She's red. like, yes, turning red. And I was like, oh, do you like it? She's like, mm, not really. <laughs> she wasn't <laughs> like feeling it. So maybe it took she, a turn in act at- two.
1: Oh, she loves it. She's okay. watched it many, many times. She was just even nagging though, it. Like, yeah, even though a large, or like the first act is about getting your period. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, which is like great for kids who are eight who are watching it, but when, I, when she was watching it at five, I guess she's just very ready. Now she's just very prepared.
0: Okay. Uh, give me another story. This was sent in by our boy Nick Falperelta. And uh, Long Knit Johnson, which is a very funny name and good for you for claiming that on Instagram. <laughs> Thanks, fellas or fella. Um, Texas couple insists their home is haunted by sexual ghosts who talk dirty to them. <laughs> we got sent this a lot, but this is a great Bananas article. This was in the New York Post written by Emily Sexual Ghost Crane, who's really good at this. She's really nice. good. She's best she's the best. Uh you know why I know she's the best? Here's the opening line. It's Casper, the horny ghost. <laughs> she went for it. Oh, my God. She maybe is competing with Elizabeth for, best, mm-hmm. uh, for bestest in the business. Best in the epi. Uh, it's Casper, the horny ghost. A Texas couple claims <laughs> that, <they're laughs> that their house is haunted by erotic ghosts who like to talk dirty. Sexual, Linda Hill told WFAA of the supposed <laughs> ghost's tendencies. There's no other way to put it. Hill said that she and her husband started renting their property on Denton Street in Gainesville several years ago and initially had a hard time believing rumors that it was haunted. That is until one of the apparent ghosts made a move on her. Hill said she was taking a shower at the home when she claimed she saw and heard a dark figure on the other side of the curtain say, looking good. (laughs) (laughs) Which is awesome. (laughs) She says she thought it was her husband, but he walked to the door moments later asking who she'd been talking to. And I was like, oh, my God, it really is haunted. Hill insists. Hill (laughs) said the home, which was built in the 1840s, is rumored to have been a former brothel, which is why she believes the spirits are inclined that way. The couple have even had paranormal enthusiasts visit the home armed with electronic voice phenomenon, uh, or phenomenon equipment, and Hill claims they also heard hordy house guests being suggestive. <laughs> Hill claims one apparent ghost said, quote, oh, baby, oh, baby, yeah. I mean, was Austin Powers on in the guest room? I don't know. <laughs> Another purportedly said, yeah, I like it like that, which is very funny, because these are ghosts that are just from the early 2000s, late 1990s, apparently.
1: Apparently, yeah.
0: I like it like like, that.
1: (laughs) This brothel was like in the 1890s, right? And they're all just like, ooh, yeah, baby,
0: I love it. (laughs) Yes, they're just, porn didn't exist, so everybody just says statements,
1: Well, no, 1890, like, it would be, what would be, like, the correct, you know, kind of, like, brothel exclamation? Like, I do declare! Right, right, Eureka, I guess? Yeah, Eureka! (laughs) That's what everyone says when they come.
0: (laughs) Eureka! (laughs) <laughs> oh, man. Um, the home is one of several in the area that the couple say they bought several years ago to rent out. Hill said that the Denton Street home is the only one of their properties that couldn't keep the same tenant for more than six months. She claims they started asking questions after about 10 tenants moved out in less than two years. Uh, and one of them allegedly said, your house is haunted. The couple, you oh. know, I was trying to see a ghost all this year. I still haven't seen a ghost. Man, I, I rent went to this s- place. I know. Can I get... And also, this is the ghost to get. I don't even care if it's, you know, it's a dude. If it's a dude, I I want a dude to say looking good when I'm in the shower.
1: Indubitably.
0: (laughs) Eureka, you found it. (laughs) What hath God wrought? (laughs) Uh, The couple who say... Excuse me, father. (laughs) Uh, The couple say they eventually gave up renting the home to live in tenants and now save it for those who only want to investigate paranormal activities. Wow. So maybe I can squeeze it in. I mean, I don't, there's, I'm going to go to Maryland for the holidays. So there's a lot of haunted places in Maryland. I'm going to go to Upper Melinda. I'm going to go to a couple places that, um, I'm going to go back down and see Black Aggie in DC again, but we'll see. Oh, nice. Here's what, like,
1: If, honestly, this is brilliant. I would like to, I after this article comes out, I'll put money on them having it just completely booked. Like that, it just like people, because people want to stay in places like that. I agree. So that is a suggestion for anybody out there. Make up a ghost story. If you have a property that no one wants to stay at, make up a ghost story about it and put it out there. Have a small press cover it.
0: That's right. This is brilliant. It is. It really, yeah. Maybe it's just an unrentable, maybe it just smells like yeah. feet, and that's what they're not like telling feet. you. And they're like, that's the ghosts. It's not <laughs> the rugs from the 1840s. It's the ghosts. It's Inscrutable! I, um, this reminded me when I was, so I've never seen a ghost, obviously, but when I was, oh God, probably 17, so I just graduated high school, and mm-hmm. my high school girlfriend was a really Peak nice Scott, gal. Peak Yeah. Not bad, and uh, uh, (laughs) her best friend's parents had a beach house in Ocean City, Maryland, and it was one of those things where we, a bunch of us, went down. And remember, early on, like when you when you had girlfriends, even when you just had friends, uh, in your high school years and your college years, those first times where you kind of had a house and you guys were responsible for making your own food or Uh getting procuring beer and drinking, it felt adult. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. You make pina coladas for the first time because you saw your parent do it in the '80s, and then you're like, "Let's do this," and you're 17, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And then after one, you're like, "What yeah. if we just drink it straight instead?"
1: Yeah. What <laughs> if is we a go lot back? of work
0: to blend it? <laughs> Dude, the other day I met this actor for the first time. But we were at this bar, and they were like, "What can I get you?" And I was like, oh, "I'll just have a Bilsner, whatever's on tap." And this actor ordered a screwdriver. Yeah. OJ vodka, and I was oh. like, "Dude, I haven't heard somebody drink a screwdriver since high school." And he's like, "They're so good here." And I was like, "Are they?" They're like, "They squeeze their own OJ." Anyways, it was very—it caught me off guard. And so now I'm kind Did of craving a one? screwdriver. I didn't have one. He had one, and it was at Jay's bar. So next time we're at Jay's, let's get screwdrivers and drink like either thirteen-year-olds or nineteen-eighties housewives. So, anyways, we're drinking. We're having fun. Uh, my girlfriend and I have our own bedroom to ourselves, which is amazing. Everybody else kind of – everybody's got their partner or whatever. They go in their own rooms. And so at yeah. like 2 a.m., this guy that I played soccer with – I'm not going to use his real name. But our bedroom door opens, and it's this dude, Danny. And hes uh, he walks in, and I'm awake, and I just like look at him. And he walks in, and he opens the closet and just starts <laughs> peeing. Right. <laughs> We've all been there. I mean, I haven't yeah. done that, but I've witnessed it so many times. I've never so, done it,
1: and but I've, I've heard about it a lot.
0: Yes. Yeah, so he just walks in, opens our closet, starts peeing into it. And I go like, Danny? And he goes, Scotty, get out of the bathroom. And then that wakes up. <laughs> my girlfriend and she's like what's happening I'm like danny's peeing in the closet and she's like hey get out of here get out of here get out of here so we kind of laugh he finishes <laughs> then just walks right out and shuts the bedroom door like he was done just <laughs> just drunken sleepwalking so we you know spoon up a few hours go by we're asleep door swings open again no, now danny no, is no. fully naked fully nude <laughs> also you know looking good danny so danny comes in slanging. And he walks in, and this time my girlfriend is like, "Danny, no, get out, get out, Danny. This is not the bathroom." And she's like, "Get up and touch him." I'm like, he's you sleepwalking? I'm not touching that guy." And he walks over to the window, and he slides <laughs> open the window. No, he doesn't. And yes, he does. And I go, "I'm like, hey, 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 Danny, stop, man, stop." And he turns. Is second story or first story? Uh, it's a one-story okay. house, but it's up on. Wooden pylon. So if you know there's a flood or the tides oh, come, or okay. huge waves, so yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. he's probably peeing about eight feet down, I would say. <laughs> So my girlfriend's yelling at him to get out of the room. I'm like giggling because it's hilarious. And he just... He's so like, he's
1: slanging. So he just literally just opens the window and just kind of drapes his penis out the yeah. window.
0: Yeah. He comes in just as casually as just, you know, homo erectus on the evolution chart, just striding forward. <laughs> And right past us, you know, enough moonlight shining in where we're like, well, it's definitely a naked guy. And then he walks over, opens the window all the way open. And so she's yelling like, Danny, get out of here. Danny, this isn't the bathroom. Scotty, get him. I'm like, hey, man, hey, 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 don't do that. And he just turns casually and then (laughs) starts to pee. He's holding his penis and he starts to pee out the window. And he just looks at me and he goes, Scotty you really got to wait your turn and then just pees out the window.
1: <laughs>
0: so what I didn't know was, and what we didn't discover, oh, we locked the bedroom door after that. Like the first yeah. time we were like, oh, maybe he's just drunk and whatever. So and then we locked the door. What we didn't realize was, is he had peed directly onto the air conditioning unit. So in the no. morning, the entire house smells no. like drunken beer piss no. to the point where we were like nervous we were going to get in trouble like we were opening all the windows we were like do we buy baking soda but he just came in didn't remember any of it he does we were like dude you just walked in naked and peed why does the house smell like that you peed on the air conditioning unit man and it was so he was like red faced and embarrassed but it was so casual it was so, <laughs> so funny to see him being like i do this at my house all the time <laughs> <laughs> What a good boy. Oh, it is fascinating that like unconscious the sleepwalking
1: thing is is fascinating because it does always seem like the person's totally fine. yeah um, yeah, I had, I had a friend who did that pete in the closet, and then when someone yelled at him, he like just re- he like to like make them stop. He reached in and grabbed a bunch of his jeans and then threw his jeans on top <laughs> of the)
0: <piss>. <laughs> <laughs> Like as if that's like, shut up, it's fine. I've never done it. I've never done it as hard as I've been a drinker. You and I have put ourselves in crazy situations being browned out or blacked out, but I've never done that for whatever reason. My my lizard brain still has the on-off switch to be like, get outside, get to the bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. It was so funny, man.
1: It is interesting too about, because I do feel like I have, because I forget. I forget like a lot of just small pieces of information all the time. Sure. And um like things that I have done or said. And specifically <laughs> one is weird, is very weird and keep kept coming up is that when Lauren would post like a sweet hot selfie on Instagram, yeah. Um I you know, one time she did it and I was like, "Oh, this is great." And I wrote "hot tamale" and I thought that was funny. Very and, funny. um and then uh, she was like, you've, You know, you've written hot tamale on like four photos of me.
0: <laughs> oh, really?
1: And I, was, and I had no memory. I mean, that that's I was so thought, funny. Isn't that really funny? And she yes. was just like, Just stop saying hot tamale, okay? It's <laughs> At this point, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. It <laughs> came just a thing, a thing with us. And I was like, And then the thing is, she'll post one, and my first thought will be like, Hot tamale. <laughs>
0: Well, that's oh, what they were such saying. A
1: grandpa thing to say too.
0: <laughs> that's what the that's Texas what ghosts of the eighteen hundreds were saying. Hot they were tamale. having sex like <laughs> hot tamale. Nice bringing it back. You got All right, to. Shall
1: I tease us into a story here?
0: I would enjoy nothing more. Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm-mm.
1: Water slide catches on fire
0: in New Jersey. I mean, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. We'll be back with more Slippery When Wet Bananas. Oh, nice.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Welcome back, folks, to Bananas. Scotty, we got any uh, shout-outs?
0: We do have a few. Uh, Carly Wegner uh, wants to shout-out her husband, Zach, who passed out during uh, an epic day-drinking sesh, but woke up laughing, woke himself up laughing to Kurt's stand-up special. Carly was watching it. Zach was passed out nearby, and she was watching what? her special, and he started laughing and came back to consciousness watching... Perfectly stupid by Kurt Brown.
1: Oh my God, that's so funny! That's awesome.
0: Ultimate compliment. Day drinking, man. If you don't, if you stop drinking, you do pass out. It's like the worst thing. It's like oh. you just got to keep drinking if you want to see bedtime healthy. I don't think I can do it anymore. Oh God! do no. I think I've I think
1: I've retired? I might be at the point where I've retired day drinking. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> next time you and i are in new orleans i'm going to bring this up to you when we're doing tequila shots at 11 a.m and i'll be like we should get lunch soon Stuart miles is shouting out his wife shay who started her first year as a kindergartner teacher as a kindergarten teacher so this is from a few months back so she's probably very good at it shay we hope you're yeah. enjoying your first i guess semester as a kindergarten teacher yes uh, please Shay. do you congrats. remember your kindergartner teacher's name kindergarten teacher's name mm-hmm. I don't
1: remember my kindergarten teacher's name. I do remember my first grade teacher's name because she hated me. Oh,
0: that's nice. Her name was Mrs. High Horse. Yeah, she needs to get off it. Uh, A long (laughs) ago correction, I was going back on my phone just trying to clear out ones I missed, and I do miss them sometimes, and I'm sorry. There are hundos. Speaking of teachers, congratulations to Melissa Matz for becoming the Florida Teacher of the Year. I messed up about six months ago, Kurt, saying that uh, I thought that the the teacher award's name, which was like Claudia something, was the person. So I congratulated the person that the award is named after. But it's actually (laughs) Melissa Matz, who is the real Uh, champ and a great teacher. So, Melissa, I hope you're still a banana I'm sorry for effing it up in, God, I mean, maybe June, maybe May. But anyways... My slate is clean. I'm back. That's all I got. And do you, you and I have a show in Indiana next year, don't we? Like, I just got a contract from your agent that was like... Oh, my God. When is that? April 14th or something. But anyways, bananimals at some point, Kurt and I are coming to some festival or something in Indiana. So, Indiana, a lot of people consider you one of the worst 10 states. I consider you one of the middle 10 states, and we're coming to do a Bananas Live. Wow. If we're doing that, I have no record. I mean, I, I had it in my email, and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I'm excited. I love, uh, I love we'll stuff. We'll have to look into that. We'll have to look into that, because I'm supposed to be in uh, Portland that week. Well, so yeah. I, well, maybe we'll do it in Portland, then. Who knows? Who knows?
1: Anyways, hilarious. Um, all right. I'm bringing you back in with this. Water slide catches fire in Sussex County's Mountain Creek Park. Okay. Uh, This appeared in uh, the Mm -hmm. Hapakong Sparta Patch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Heard of it. I've heard of it. Uh, This was written by Mm -hmm. Jennifer Jean Miller. She's on the patch staff. Mm. (laughs) Patch staff. Now. This is from Vernon, New Jersey. Mountain Creek Resort is still readying for opening day on Saturday, but will do so without its, quote, high-anxiety water slide. (laughs) Yeah, I bet it is. It's called high-anxiety, which was damaged in a fire on Tuesday afternoon. I love that it's called high-anxiety, and it actually caught on fire. Crazy. Uh, Mountain Creek wrote in its Facebook page after 9 p.m. Tuesday that there was no injuries reported with the park closed when the fire broke out. The origin of the blaze on the slide that's been at the park since 2008 is not yet known. the New Jersey Herald reported. Um, now that is really is, weird. That's really it, weird. very. So fu- it's, it's a it's like a it's an enclosed plastic water slide, you know it's like a tunnel yep. and the plastic itself caught on fire. I mean like something wow. really wrong has to happen for the plastic itself to catch on fire. <laughs> oh, it must have um, smelled so bad. Mountain Creek's website describes the slide geared for, reader, for riders at least four feet tall, and you also have to be a reader,
0: Um mm-hmm. no dummies.
1: mountainous proportions that kicks off in a tunnel, leading to a raft ride through a funnel before riders plunge into a 45-degree drop. Now, right. what is interesting about mm. Mm. Uh, Mountain Creek Park is guess what Mountain Creek Park is, Scotty? In Vernon, New Jersey.
0: I would guess it is the reboot of Action Park. It is the reboot of
1: Action Park. I mean, that is amazing that on such hallowed, dangerous ground of Action Park that a water slide caught on fire. Yeah, of all the
0: places. That of documentary for places. anybody who had didn't watch the Action Park documentary, I, it might have been a three parter. I can't even remember. It is so fascinating how dangerous it was, and Curdy B went there as a as a wee boy. The one thing that I learned from the documentary that
1: I had not realized as a child <laughs> was that all of the water for the park was supplied uh-huh. by a <laughs> a fucking a spring in the mountain. So it was oh. literal snow melt. So oh. that all of these like big aquifers that you would fly into, like the, the one that I remember really getting hurt on the most was, it was a tube that was built into a hillside. So Smart. you just shoot down into the dark, pitch dark, pitch, pitch dark, because you're underground. God. And then it would turn at an angle oh, that God. was unsafe. So you would <laughs> slam your head Against, mm-hmm. the, uh, against the thing as it turned, and oh. then you would shoot out the side of a, of a hillside and drop, like, I'm not kidding, 25 feet into water that was 38 degrees. Oh, it my God. It was so cold. So it was like, boom, hit your head, and then fly and fall for 25 feet, and then go into water that you're like, ah, 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 and you. it was like pe- multiple people had heart attacks because of just the temperature of I the water. I bet they did. Yeah, I, and have I, you ever done was,
0: a polar bear challenge or whatever? Have you ever jumped in on New yes, Year's I Day? Yes, I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. D- did you do – I know John Gabris does them too. And Yeah. Um, I've never done one, but I did do it once. My mom uh, on New Year's Day or the New Year's Eve, one of them, we were in Fenwick, Delaware with Beachtown, and I yeah. wanted to do it. And I remember how cold the sand was just taking my shoes and everything off. And I remember yeah. the instant regret of being like 12 years old and just the temperature of the sand was like, oh, this <laughs> is a mistake. And I did it, but I think I do want to do it again. Yeah. I think I, I want to go and do it I, again. At our Minneapolis show, I went out and had some beers afterwards with some nice bananas. And we were talking about um, ice fishing and how mm-hmm. like you can either go... And you can either just drink all day and, you know, day drink, your favorite thing to do that you're going to do forever, or you can actually, like, fish. <laughs> and I do want to do that one day. I Like, we got to get, maybe we get Joe Pickett and Nick Pruer and, and yeah. JC, and maybe we go get a house and or an ice house or whatever, and I want to do that one day. And then maybe we get a little too drunk, we jump in the water. I don't know.
1: I'm definitely. I'm going in. uh, You know, December first to the third. I'm going back to Minneapolis, and I think I'm going to rent a car and go jump in a river or jump in a lake. I would love to do that. December
0: in December in
1: uh, in Minneapolis. Probably pretty cold.
0: I'm gonna bet it's. Oh, I think it's going to be cold, cold. But that's yeah, it's invigorating. Well, you and I always liked all the uh, ice baths after the steam rooms at the Russian bathhouses and the Swedish bathhouses. We loved doing that.
1: Oh, I love it. I love a cold... Yeah, the, the, the Russian bathhouse in on 10th Street in Manhattan. God. Uh, that had the, a cold plunge pool that was like legitimately 50 degrees, and it was... Oh, God, it felt so good.
0: It felt so good, and then your body looks like pastrami afterwards. If you're a white person, your body <laughs> looks like uh, corned beef because your body and your blood is like, what are we supposed to do? Are we rising to the surface? Are we running for our lives? I actually knew that I was going to like actually work with you and Kristen for a long time. And I think it was her birthday party. It was either yours or hers there when we were the last three standing and we had stayed in the hottest room for as long as we could, which I think was like 180 degrees or 170 mm-hmm. degrees. And um, oh, spam. And we went up to the roof and it was snowing and we sat outside steaming, steam billowing off the three of us. And we talked out there like buzzed, steaming in just mm-hmm. swimsuits in the snow for probably 25 minutes before it started to get cold. That's how overheated we were. It was and I was so like, awesome. these guys like me. I was like, they would have asked me to leave if they, <laughs> if they wanted this moment without me. <laughs> Worked out. Turns out we like Scotty. It we turns do out, like him. Yep. I'm still Give- not 100% convinced. <laughs> um, here's a cool Give one that one. I think you're really going to like. All right. This was scented by someone, a.k.a. Olivia Hexberg. Thank you, Olivia Hexberg. Seems like a real nice yeah. gal. 77-year-old woman becomes the first Filipino to visit every country in the entire world. What? So this 77-year-old woman is the first person from the Philippines to have visited every country in the world. Isn't that cool? I lo- it's so cool. I love this was that. I know this was everywhere, I
1: mean, but Africa must have taken so long. How many countries are just in Africa I wonder
0: I like don't 15? know that I don't know um, here I'll get into it uh, but this was in this was everywhere this website sounds fake, but it is real uh, Nextshark.com. you're looking at Nextshark.com all the time.
1: Weirdly, Next Shark has been on bananas many times. <laughs>
0: yes, they have. Uh, this was written by Michelle de Pasina, and Michelle is really good at writing about this kind of thing. Um, a 77 year old woman became the first Filipino person to travel to all 195 countries in the world. Odette uh, Aquitania Ricasa, Ricasa, that's right, who is based in Los Angeles, landed in Kurdistan iraq on thursday completing her journey to visit all of the countries in the world wow isn't that wild she was only five countries short of achieving her ultimate goal before COVID 19 started in 2020 (laughs) she picked some real interesting ones for her final five sudan chad Uh the central Mm -hmm. african republic libya and iraq she was just just choosing dangerous dangerous ones. <laughs> she
1: My brother yes. lived in Sudan. My my brother lived in Sudan. He was a diplomat there for two years.
0: It's sometimes unsafe. I uh, I think it's fair to say. I'm not they're all beautiful, but she did pick a an interesting five to end with. Yeah. Ricasa, yeah. Probably bottom five for me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna act like I'm I'm cooler or better than this woman. Those five would be pretty close to the bottom of my one ninety-five also. Um, yeah. Ricasa started flying you know, up. started flying across the globe in 1980. In her 42 years of traveling, 80% of her visits were reportedly done alone, while the other 20% was done with a group tour which she first joined during the beginning of her journey. The world traveler is now a member of the Traveler Century Club, which only accepts individuals who have been to 100 or more countries. I didn't know that was wow. a thing. Wow. I want to join that club. I yeah. think I'm around 30. I think I'm in 30-ish range, so I only have to spend wow. the rest of my life. I think that's right. <laughs> she is also, also it's so funny because some of these are like, the Bahamas. <laughs> and they're like, all yeah. right, check another one off the list. <laughs> Jamaica. Hell yeah. Um, she is also a member of the Philippine Global Explorers Travel Community, where she heads the U.S. West Coast chapter. Ricasa, who is originally from Manila, Manila, said achieving her goal has not been easy as she faced financial difficulties while she was growing up. Quote, when I was in high school and college, my favorite subject was geography. The teachers would show pics oh. of apple trees, deer, moose, mountain snow and white Christmases. I said to myself, I will go to the USA one day, Ricasa told the Inquirer. We were very middle class. I, stud- uh, I studied at an exclusive girls' school, Assumption San Lorenzo, but my father lost it all in gambling. Ricasa oh. was able to immigrate uh, to the U.S. in 1971, where she worked as a systems analyst and a real estate broker. All I had was $50 in my pocket, she says. I stayed with my bro in New York and worked in Manhattan. I mean, wow. I love that she says my bro. Yeah, uh, at the age of 40, she was able to finally fulfill her dream of traveling to different countries. So she started this at started 40. Started at
1: 40. That's and great. And she's
0: 77 now. So it took her 37 okay. years to do roughly 193 countries besides Philippines right. and USA. Uh, I love the challenge, she said. The unknown of what might happen or who I might meet. The possibilities are endless. I relied on people's kindness, Ricasa told the Inquirer, which is important. There are great people yeah. everywhere. Um, yeah. Aside from traveling, Ricasa is also the author of six books. She also is a motivational speaker, an artist, and a pianist. She has written travel books, all of which are available on Amazon, where she shares her experiences on her journeys. Ricasa has also—I uh, mean, this woman is prolific. Ricasa has over one hundred and twenty paintings at the Ricasa Art Gallery in San Clemente, California, which I will be road tripping to very soon. Oh my! Uh, as a us. motivational speaker, she has encouraged people to pursue their passions at worldwide events. So, banana of the week, absolutely, Odette. Uh, great name, yeah. Odette Ricasa, banana of the week. And
1: also it, are her paintings hanging in something called the Ricasa Museum?
0: I think you can read so between the lines. So did she open here. her own
1: museum? <laughs> that, uh,
0: I'm going to go she? find out.
1: <laughs> it's in St Clemente. it's not far away. I go there to surf know.
0: all the time. I'm going to go look for it. Does she exactly. live down there now? I think Is it she her does. In
1: garage?
0: I hope so. Any <laughs> bananas that live near San Clemente, and I know we have a bunch. Go take yeah, a pic. Go, go, go to the out. Ricasa. Send us some shots. We'll post it in our stories on Instagram. Oh hell
1: yeah! And also, I mean, you just want to meet this woman. You want to meet Odette. Odette.
0: Odette is such a great name. God, I love that. I'm going to put a ask her what Madagascar is like. Yeah, how them lemurs doing? <laughs> um, I had this great experience. I I was so inspired by this. I not. I mean. This story is just beautiful, and it makes me want to travel more and more anyways. But yeah. I was visiting Alison Fields and her mm-hmm. husband, Chesh, in London. This was about six years ago, maybe a little longer. And I was vis- she was living there at the time, and I went to visit for a couple weeks. And you know that thing is, when you visit? What's that? Is, ch- is Chesh short for Cheshire? Yes, Paul is his first name. And but his everybody in yeah, everybody in England's wow, named Paul, so we call him great. Chesh. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> so every single man in England is named Paul, <laughs> and that's just true. And so <laughs> I go to visit them for two weeks, and we had like three really fun days right off the top, and then we like we were just doing things together. And then I had that feeling when you're a house guest, you never want to overstay. your welcome, right? No, 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 no. Especially Chesh had a job. You just don't want to interfere with people's day to day or you just don't want them to get tired of you. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go to Lisbon. So they were like, cool. And so I hopped on a plane and I found a couple of Airbnbs and I stayed in Lisbon. And I just walked around by myself and drank gin and tonics and had this wonderful time. Ooh, so I, I didn't it. have a plan on this one day. Oh, yeah, you would have loved it. We should do that, actually. Lisbon is such a great friend trip. Like we, When your kids hit college, let's do like Portugal first semester. It's just so fun. I love it. So I'm sitting at a cafe, and I start to notice that everybody's walking by in the same direction. They're all wearing green and white striped uh, scarves and jerseys. And I realize that there's probably a soccer game happening. Mm-hmm. And so I settle up, and I start walking with the crowd. And there's a very famous soccer team called Sporting, Sporting FC. And I would heard of them. <laughs> and so they had a match. And I was like, this is... FC."
1: This. Does FC mean they're British? It means football club. But in English, so they're yeah, not a, they're, they weren't a Portuguese.
0: Narrative. They weren't yes. a Portuguese team. No, they are a Portuguese team. So yeah. Oh, but it's it still a, says football a, club. Okay. Yeah, Sporting FC is a is a Portuguese team, and they're really good. They're one of their best teams. So they're I walk sporting. with the match. I find um, like. I bought tickets. I bought a ticket for myself. I bought a scarf that I still have in my closet. I put it on and I just, I'm trying to blend in, you know. And and then the ticket I bought, which was not much, I'm like dead center, half field, like three rows back. So, like, incredible tickets. Wow. And it was so fun. And they were playing some crappy ass team called CR7, which is like Cristiano Ronaldo's like club club team or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, the entire time, People are talking to me in Portuguese, and I'm just saying, Sim, oh, Sim, which is like, yes, oh, yes, or whatever. I'm just, like, laughing and pretending like I'm Portuguese, and nobody's picking on me. Uh, But their thing is on either side – so, behind the goals on both sides of the field, one side chants something as loud as they can yell, and then the other end responds. So, that's what they do the entire game. Wow. I can't – Yeah, so it's really fun, and I don't speak Portuguese, and Google Translate didn't have that thing at the time where you could like record and hear what it is. And I'm down in the mix. I'm right on the field, so it's so loud. I can't understand what they're saying, but what it sounded like to me is that one end of the field sung, I sucked your cock. (laughs) And then they would stop, and the other side sounded like it said, You were wasted. (laughs) All game. I sucked your cock. You were wasted. And I don't know how to say, what are they saying in Portuguese? But it happened for 90 minutes straight. I giggled (laughs) the entire match. Sometimes I would stop hearing it, only to hear it again.
1: (laughs) But I'm like, Uh. it was
0: just 5,000 people on both sides just chanting this back and forth to each other. I'm like, and you have no one fun to, to, to laugh about it with that's the just the me giggling part. to myself like just holding the ends of my scarves and like moving them up and down because i'm like having nervous joy energy it was so <laughs> fun you oh are i love wasted. that so much. <laughs> so if you're from lisbon and you know the chant let me know let me know what I it is i would love to know what they were really saying that wasn't dirty wasn't foul uh-huh. Oh boy! Um, that's a great idea, though. Just to,
1: uh, I would going traveling by yourself to a foreign country is delightful. I find you just get to do exactly what you want to do when you want to do it, and and it's just such a beautiful pace.
0: It is, and I guess we should probably acknowledge our privilege yes. is to uh, to tall white, white, white men. men that can go many places in the world and not get harassed. But for those for the countries that are safe and everybody. To travel it is just a delight just to be like i'm just gonna sit here and have a second coffee and then figure out what's gonna happen tonight and you kind of follow the energy you kind of follow where people are going it's it's yeah. amazing i love god, it. god it's so amazing you want a little short one for the road uh sure do you have yeah, a little short to. one for the road yeah, oh yeah I sure us, buddy.
1: uh we'll send you home with this beautiful story we usually don't talk about death uh, this may be a, a non, non-typical non banana story, but this was on Yahoo News, written by Natalie Weber, who's the best in the biz for the Tampa Bay Times, mm. attorney who fought Florida helmet laws, died in motorcycle crash while not wearing one. <laughs> Ironic. Wow. He has been insisting that no one, since the late 90s, he has been uh, attempting to uh, not make people wear helmets and he yeah. died while not wearing one he died the, really the way he lived he wanted to go out that way
0: and yeah so he got what he wanted so good off. for him he, he wanted so he fought for, for it he got it if you have passion <laughs> it might kill you wow well <sighs> lesson learned lesson learned is. also wear a helmet it's like it's that's the funny thing too when you're like a kid And you're like, I don't want to wear a helmet. People are going to think I'm nerdy. But now kids these days have just been raised with it. So like they're just used to it. But when I was a kid, it was like, oh, God, do I have to put this thing on? Now I would not ride my bike, especially in L.A. where people love to get high and text and drive. Oh, Um, man, people are terrible drivers here. It's insane. People are so bad at texting and driving, too. They hold the phone up like they don't even hold it. Down out of sight below the dash, where I'm like, you're so bad at this. Oh man, it drives me insane. It drives me insane.
1: Uh, do you want to do you want to say a title of one and then we'll close it out?
0: Yeah, this or was a from Leo. Of one? Leo Wrinkleface sent this in. Leo, I'll do the story next week too, so you get the full story. Here is that beautiful headline. Weed doesn't make you more creative, but it makes you think you are. Ha <laughs> ha! I really truly believe that. I totally
1: believe that. <laughs> well, right. well, we'll get into you. it. Thank you. That was wonderful. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Lisa Maggot, our real live intern. Katie, <laughs> that was Katie. Everybody, that you was heard Katie. Keep Did you hear it? In. Katie, keep it in. Oh, keep it's not it recorded.
0: in. Uh, okay, damn, she just damn talked. It.
1: Damn, Katie damn just it, Katie just talked. You could have heard Katie. She's uh, real.
0: Uh, uh, thank you to uh,
1: to everyone at Exactly Right, including Karen in Georgia. And uh,
0: nah. Bananas <laughs> Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine the catchy bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot
1: is our full human, not a robot, intern. Bananas. bananas. Bananimals follow bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you
0: get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear feel free to rate and review our little show.
1: And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com
0: to purchase
1: Bananas merch.